Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. A hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. A hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. Hmm. <laughs> what up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry? Motherfucking D. What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you as well, Craig. How you guys doing? You hanging in there? I'm doing great. It's a Friday Why night. Why do I even ask? I don't even, I don't even care. I don't even care. <laughs> We're going to get to all that. <laughs> Remember to leave us some ratings and reviews wherever you listen to the show. For Hardnick's Life merch, go to hardnickslife.threadless.com and check out our YouTube channel. Link in the description below. And please... Subscribe to the one podcast that's going to help you through this. Help you find your way through this up and down fucking season. Guys, I'm lost. I need help finding my way right now. Barry, are you lost? Nope. You're not lost. You, you know where you're going. You know what you're rooting for. You know. Yes. Are yep. you rooting for wins, losses, young kids, veterans, I'm tips? I'm rooting for wins. Rooting for wins. You think because you, there's you no think way you're going to catch the bottom six teams in this league, so it's pointless. And yeah, I'm going to root for my team to win. You know how badly I wanted to win against Memphis? Well, of course. I haven't wanted to win like that. that. I can't remember the last time I wanted to win that badly You know, in this season. Mm-hmm. I, I really hadn't given a shit the last couple of weeks. I wanted the win against Memphis. So yeah, I'm going to root for the team to win. And yes, development of the youth. Guys, football season might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for your all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey boxing and UFC odds from sports right to your favorite Vegas casino games bet online is your number one online wagering destination the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games bet online where the game starts guys so much has happened in this past week alone we were seems like we were just on a seven game losing streak now we've won three of the last four games we were going for four straight wins against the Grizzlies we came close we played well. What else has happened? Kendra Randall took on Nick's Twitter and then she deleted her post like it never even happened. Yeah. And then Randall that night went on to score 46 points. Scored 46, 26, and then just had 36 against Memphis. RJ's still playing well. And then finally, we start seeing some good shit from Cam Reddish. He finally starts earning some trust from Thibodeau and what happens? He fucking falls upside down on his shoulder and fucking separates his shoulder. He's done for the season. Our tankathon standings are dropping. We're getting closer and closer to the play-in. We're suddenly playing well again. We're, we're playing well against good, good teams. Is it too little, too late, Barry? Or do we have a shot here at the play-in? Look, it's possible. We've talked about how hard our schedule is, but you know, if you look at Atlanta and Charlotte and Washington, they do not have an easy schedule either. So we're not as far as it once seemed we were. 
That being said, I mean, the, the deck's stacked against us because even if you get into the plane, what are the chances that you're going to win two to get into the playoffs? And then is it really worth anything? I happen to think it is, and I actually wavered on that because you asked me a few weeks ago, I said, if you guarantee me a spot in the first round, I'm all for it. Otherwise, don't even go for it. I changed my tune because what do we really want and what have we wanted? We wanted this team to play meaningful games towards the end of the season, and that's what these games have become. And that's when you're really going to show the fortitude of the young guys that you have, see what they're made of. It's good experience. It may not be playoff basketball, but at least they're playing meaningful games. They wanted this win tonight against Memphis, and we all did. So, you know, what else can you ask for at the end of a shitty season? But let me ask you a question. Are you going to be upset? Not upset, but let's say they they are going for the plan and they don't make it. All right. And then, so they get close. They don't make it in the plan and their fucking pick is really middle of the road for them. Doesn't that hurt? Doesn't that hurt? A little bit. It is what it is. But that's the thing. You're not a shitty, shitty basketball team like one of those bottom six teams in this league. You're just not there. Unfortunately, you're in that middle ground. Look, we don't want to stay in that middle ground for, you know, five years, six years. Obviously not. But again, if that's going to come along this season, that's what it is. That's growing pains. It's part of a rebuild. You know, they had tremendous success last season. This season, this is what they are. You know, there's nothing you could do about it. So it is what it is. I'll take it. I don't know. Like, I'm all for the kids playing. I'm all for us winning when they are getting time. A lot of it has to do with injuries right now, obviously. But they are getting more time. Jericho Sims didn't get much time against the Grizzlies. I think he's maybe falling a little out of favor. Yeah, the last, the last few games he hasn't really gotten a lot <laughs> Yeah, of he's been going back to Taj more. I think he's, as they're winning, he's going back to Taj because he feels like he's got a chance to get into the play-in. But there's something about the play-in that doesn't excite me. It's For me, it's not the playoffs. You know, it's like, oh, great, it's we can not. become a, the 10th seed, get a chance to play in. It's not, it's so borderline... The playing doesn't get me excited. I'd rather just go. I just rather get a better still, pick. It still gives you hope. It's not the fucking then, playoffs. The playing. I understand that, but it still gives you hope, and it puts so much emphasis on that one game. It's going to have a playoff feel to it. I know it's not the playoffs. Yeah, and you think we're going to win that, that game? Feel. Think of our fuck. The fucking Knicks are going to win that game, Barry. I don't. No, Craig. they're not. <laughs> but and it's going to hurt. It's not impossible. And look, that's you know, all I would say. It it's imp- been, I would say it's impossible. It, I would say it's. There is no way that this team is winning a playing game. They can't score in a fourth quarter of a that, regular season game. The they're last not going to come through minutes, in a one game playing. Dude, the last five minutes of this Memphis game was painful to sit through. It really was because they couldn't do a thing. Memphis had all the momentum in the world. You know. Ja took over that game. He had help from others. And and yet the Knicks just could not do anything. They couldn't get it going. They did not look cohesive like they did the first three quarters of this game. Even when they, even when RJ gets by his guy, throws it to Mitch right under the fucking basket. Some um, Grizzly comes out of fucking nowhere to to, to block a slam was it Jaren dunk. Jackson? From, I think it was Jaron Jackson yeah. to block Mitch. He had like six oh, there were so many blocks. You're right. They, they, they struggled had, uh, so, so many much. Blocks as a team. At some point, like at the very end of the game, I don't know where they ended up, but. Things had like 14 points in the entire fourth quarter um, at one point, like with like less than a minute left to go. They can't do anything down the stretch. A big part of it's the point guard situation. I mean, you get so jealous watching Ja out there. I'm happy with RJ, but watching Ja run the offense and do what he does, I mean, he can't, I don't know if he always shoots that bad. He can't really shoot he for shit. 
he, but, you know, it's it's funny you say that because I was I was thinking that too. Like he reminds me a lot of Iverson because like he's all over the place, but he did not shoot well. But if you look at his statistics, because I was looking, he's shooting like forty nine percent from the field this year. But that's I think that's but that's largely in the paint. I would he, assume he, so, yeah, because from the from three he's at like thirty four percent. But like for a guy who just runs around and bounces off everybody like a pinball. Like he has a, a relatively high shooting percentage, which is yeah, no, he, pretty he's impressive. incredible. It's not going to be this season, but he's going to win an MVP, you know, uh, in his career. When quickly fouled him, but he got past him and threw it down. And then when he missed that alley oop, but he was able to get back to the three point line and then do that pass behind the back. Like he doesn't yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah, kid doesn't stop. Yeah, we we don't have anybody like that. I'll give it to Julius. Julius has been playing. Much better. Oh, he's been playing fantastic the last two months. Did you see that play against the Grizzlies where RJ was like ca- calling for the ball behind the three-point line and Julius had it in the paint with like guys all around him and he didn't give it to him? Did you did you notice that? Yeah. RJ was jumping up and down. And then on the next play, RJ was coming down on a two-on-one with Randall and he just fucking ignored him. Like, didn't that seem intentional? <laughs> what was going on there? Did you pick up on that, Barry? Um, I know the fast break that you're talking about where Julius was wide open ahead of RJ with only one guy in between them, and he clearly should have thrown it up to Julius, and he didn't. But the play before that- was that, just a bad play. He was going like this in the corner, trying to get him to throw it to him, and Julius went like up on to the basket with three guys on him instead of giving it to RJ. Yeah. Literally the play before it. I tried to record it on my phone for Twitter, but my phone was fucking out of memory, so I couldn't do it. So- what are you saying that that Julius wanted to take everything on his shoulders? Or that it was personal against RJ. No, I'm saying that Julius. I don't think that was, was being a little selfish in the paint. Didn't okay. give it to RJ, but then yeah. RJ felt slighted by that, and then didn't want to give it back to Julius. Like I'm getting the sense, and you've I've read from Berman, who's kind of I think most of the time is full of shit, but Berman has written that Julius is jealous of RJ's rise here the past few months. You think there's anything between them? You don't know anything on the floor. No. No, I don't think so. Jay, did you see that play? So. Am I, I making too much? I of don't it? remember. You didn't, you didn't see that. I mean, there, there's been there's been reports that Julius feels more comfortable now that RJ's performing so well that he doesn't feel all the responsibilities, playing with more ease, less stressed, and that's part of the reason why he's been playing so well. Yeah, you would think. I mean, he's got his money now, and if he has a guy that can that's scoring twenty twenty five points a night or whatever, how wouldn't that be a good thing? You know, yeah. get some of that get some of that stuff off his back that heat that's been on him all season it would seem like it'd be a win-win yeah and then later in the game you know he was finding rj you know for shots so yeah and no they seem to clear it up later what do you think about cam reddish cam reddish he's out for the season obviously did we we didn't get to see that much of him he gave me a little glimpse of like hope into his potential but even though I'm not going to go and sign him to a huge huge contract extension because of it but he got me curious right. Yeah, right. I mean, this is a, a a young kid that still has a lot of tools. You know, um, you see, you know, uh, glimpses of of defensive um, intensity and those long arms getting into passing lanes, and you see what he can do with the ball, whether it's shooting, whether it's driving the lane. Yeah, he was. It took him a while because he wasn't getting consistent minutes, but after he did, yeah, he looked like he was getting a little bit more comfortable. But with what the was what was that play in the in the one game where he basically just took the a couple of games ago where he took the ball all the way down the court, did like a crossover, didn't even pass to anybody, just went right in for the layup or whatever it was. Like that, you know, I mean, for a guy his size, that's pretty impressive. But he, yeah. he's only what? He's the same he's age as RJ, isn't he? Yeah. 
I mean, they were freshmen, to, right? They were fre- yeah, they were three freshmen, him, the two of them, and, and Zion. So, what is he, 21 years old? Yeah, I mean, to me, I'm frustrated a little with Tibbs. He didn't play, like, he doesn't play guys when they're new for, for quite some time, where he tr- needs to get used to them, see them in practice. I feel like we wasted so much time with Reddish on the bench, and then he finally started getting some playing time, and it's it's just a bit, it's just sucks that he got injured, but he was here for much longer. Like, I felt, felt feel like we could have gotten a better look at him. You know, now they're going to have to make some decisions this offseason, whether or not they can extend him, whether or not they should. Would you guys extend him or just let him play one more season? And I don't yeah, see how you I mean, could extend him. How are you going to? Based on it, what? It's so hard to see because you don't know what the rest of the plans are. And, and it's going to be something that's going to revolve around that. So it, it's going to tie into what they see as big picture. You know, I, I don't think I would fault them either way. You know, if it's going to leave their options open for some other signings, you know, and and you still have question marks with Cam, you may not be able to extend them. Speaking of uh, extensions, I mean, Mitch Mitch is playing himself into some big money here, don't you think? Yeah. Oh yeah, Mitch has been fantastic. I mean, I mean, he's, forget he's, about he's gonna price the offensive right rebounds. I mean, he's the best offensive rebounder in the league. All right, and he's been playing with so much heart, so much hustle. Diving on the ball uh, on the ground, game after game. Yeah, he's been he's been fantastic. What do you have tonight? Like 10, 15, four blocks, something like that, right? Yeah, four blocks. 10, had, 16, um, four blocks, and four assists. Four assists. And, and I think steals. he had like three steals. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah, he had a great game. That's and he a, has been. An incredible line, but he's going to price himself right out of here. You know, and one of the biggest concerns with Mitch, like year after year, it seems, is his durability and his injury history. And he really has had a very healthy season. He has played yeah, almost picture, this yeah. entire season. It scares the and hell out of you, though. A couple of times, he does, a week, but he though. he bounces up. He's been bouncing up this season. I think he's proven yeah. a lot. You know, he he finally has had a good season where he's been here the whole year. Yeah, and he does seem to me like I think it's risky to 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 give him a lot of money because he doesn't have a, a, a very big offensive game. But he is a crucial part of this team, and he is a young, important piece. You don't want to lose someone like that. I don't think they can afford to lose someone like that. I think they can afford to lose somebody like that if he's going to demand fifteen million. You know that. I don't know. Fifteen million going to approach for that. what they're paying Noel and Fournier. We can't give fifteen million to Mitch. I don't think you can, Craig. I don't think you can. As much as I I like what Mitch has been doing, I can't give him. I can't give him that much. You can't give him money. like not a, for that position. You can't no, give him a three-year. You can't give him a three-year, forty-five million dollar deal, Mitch. Come on. Now I don't think I want to tie that money up with the other contracts that we have on this team right now. But, that because but, we like, have other shitty what? contracts, we can't give a guy that might actually deserve it. I mean, Noel. Money. Noel will really only be around for next year, correct? Because the third year was an option. That's the, so that's you, the so one. Got, so you got next that's year. That's the that's the big one that hurts. And you then know, you got, and then he's gone, and you you know you let Jericho Sims be the much cheaper, you know, backup option there. So it's, yeah, not, I, it's not I, like I, you're tied to Noel for that long. I hear what you're saying, Barry. I just don't know if it's a good strategy to let someone important go because you got other fucking guys eating up money. Well, suck. the thing that that sucks is like, okay, you let his contract run out. And you didn't get anything for him. And meanwhile, look what he's doing for you. You know, it's like if, if he wasn't in the Knicks plans to offer him that, then it's like maybe you should have got something for him by the deadline, you know, and at least, you know, get something. That's why, honestly, you, know. you have to, honestly, you have to fucking sign him. And then at least you don't lose him. And then you can trade him down the line. 
as long as it's not a horrible contract. Blow me, blow me away as a fan. Get me excited to get Mitch back on like a really friendly like ten million dollar deal. And I, yeah, it's not happening. Like, like yeah, I know, no I know. There's no way. Not the way he's been playing. You know, he's in the upper echelon. You know, you could argue now, not of offensive scoring centers, but everything else. You know, top five in the league. Guys, you want to listen to some voicemails? Do you want to? Do you want to fucking listen to some voicemails? I don't know. Do you? By the way, Uncle Funkle. Funny, funny, funny. Uncle Funkle (laughs) sent in another video voicemail. Uncle Funkle, you're going to have to send it in again. And I urge you to go inside somewhere where we can actually hear you. (laughs) Oh, is it it that I didn't realize Florida was that windy. It was very windy. windy. And it was actually, he, he, he addressed the whole situation about how he ignores me and Blandy. And so I want him to get that opportunity. I could hear it, but it took a lot of listens for me to make out what he was saying. And I don't want to put our listeners through that. It was really bad. So yeah, I'm not going to give anything away. Uncle Funkle, you can call him with the same exact shtick you had. Just go inside somewhere, please. (laughs) All right, Blandy. Hit him. All right. Voicemail number one. This is a long one, Craig. Yeah, okay, yeah, so this this is a long one, all right? There's a shit story in here. There, he gets cut off because he went past the limit on the first voicemail. Here we go. Morning, boys. Uh, Adam, Brooklyn. Uh, just wanted to, I, I just watched a little bit of the replay of the uh, Sacramento game. Uh, I want to touch on a couple things, one Knicks-related, one not. I'll get to that. Um, regarding the Knicks, uh, great game last night from what I saw, amazing second half. Here's why I can't be fully happy. Look, it drives me crazy to listen to people saying, McBride, don't take anything what he's doing in the G League at face value with the G League. Have you seen the rosters? Let me rattle off these names. The kid plays defense. And we suck. This is, a, I think they said, a two-game winning streak, the first time since the beginning of January, two months. So all these games with Burks at the guard and not even giving McBride a whiff of the court, in the, all these months, what really bothers me is that it tells you that Tibbs is so stuck in his place, and this is not going to change. It'll be going forward. So I don't think that we're ever going to be successful with his mindset because no matter – we can all see it. It's plain as day. We suck. This kid plays defense. Put him in the game. Let's see what happens. But it, it, it won't happen until the very bitter end right before the riot on 33rd and 7th. That's what it takes to get this kid in the game. Nobody thought that he was going to throw up 30 points, but he's going to play tight D, and it's going to affect the whole team. So that's one thing. I'm happy to see him in. Hopefully he'll get run now, and this will lead to something. But again, moving forward, it's going to be the same bullshit with him, with him. He's just going to keep playing. It was, you know, you thought it was an aberration with Elf last year, but no, it's going to be the same bullshit, uh, unless he has some crazy epiphany, which I, I don't see happening. Um, secondly... Randall, unbelievable game last night. Pause it for a sec, Landy. Hitting everything from three, right? Oh, fuck, Landy's sleeping. Since this is such a long fucking voicemail, let's just pause it and respond to some things as we go. Yeah, I hear what what Adam's saying about Tibbs. 
It's cool that they're on a little bit of a streak here. They're playing better again. Maybe they have a chance at a play-in. Whether they do or they don't get to the play-in, it, it feels like a lot of time was wasted this season. I don't know. Why, like, you're seeing Sims play a little bit more. He's falling a little bit out of Tibbs' favor now because he's making mistakes and these offensive fouls and seems to make these stupid little mistakes all the time. But, like, the young players, I think they need to play earlier in the season so by now they're fucking finally feeling comfortable does feel like Tibbs is just putting them in at the end of the season because the season's basically done and he's being told to put them in but I don't get why we can't have him use them throughout the season I know he uses Grimes a bit but just be more into the young guys so that by the end of the season they're finally know what they're doing and right now they are struggling when they play because they never played all season Sims didn't play all season so he does look a little lost out there at times yeah, it's going to be hard to it's hard to know if Tibbs is doing this because a it's the end of the season and you know finally he's going to see what they have left if he's been instructed to do this if it's only because of the injuries and he's got to shuffle pieces around and try to spare some guys some breath so you see him you know pushing guys to you know different positions that they normally wouldn't play and then that opens up a spot for Deuce to come in to give these guys a breather. It's hard to know really what the motivation is from Tibbs. I'm just happy that we're finally seeing McBride in there. And yes, his defense intensity is infectious. So it's good to have him out on the floor. You know, it did. Ta- I know Grimes, before he got injured, was playing. But it did take some time for him to get into the rotation this year, right? Yeah. But when he finally got in, he was proved that, yeah, he maybe should have been there for like the whole season. And then quickly has been getting more minutes of late. He's been, he's been playing, he's playing really well. so much better. He's been playing yeah. much better. But we've been saying for a while, he's one of those guys that you just have to, he needs to get the minutes. He needs to get comfortable. You never know when he's going to break out. This has been, yeah, I mean, it's certainly been the most consistent stretch of play of him, you know, this season. Um, he's been really good. Even even on the nights that he's not scoring well, he still has a, a real impact on the game. He's making much better decisions out there. But Tibbs' leash is so fucking short, right, with the young guys, not just the rookies, but the young guys like quickly, that he just doesn't give them any room for error. He gives Randall and, and his vets plenty of room for error. It is something I don't like about Tibbs. That's it. Landy, <laughs> continue with Adam's Here's my problem voice. With Randall. It's going to go, the way I see it is, it's going to flip-flop each time. So he's going to be terrible. He's finally going to figure it out. He's going to have a good game. But then as, as soon as he gets any bit of confidence, then it's going to require – he's going to get uh, – he's going to think he's LeBron again. He's going to start bringing up the, the ball up the court, no matter who, whether we have a, a point guard or not. And then it's going to be turnovers again. So then it's going to be, you know, five or 10 or 15 or 20 games of shit Randall before he – you know, has another, you know, uh, light bulb moment and, you know, remembers, oh, just get everybody involved and don't dominate the ball. So it's cut him off there, but he's talking about Randall, obviously. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like if we get into the play-in or get close and Randall plays the rest of this season like he's playing right now, which is kind of like how he played last year, or that is the Knicks front office and Knicks fans, are we just going to get fooled into thinking that this team is going to be good again next year, you know, and everything's good. Randall's the guy. I feel like we will be. I don't think it's fair, though, um, what he was saying about, you know, Randall's either going to be great, and then he, he's going to be good again, then he's going to get this false confidence, and he's going to, you know, transgress again. I, I don't think that's fair. I think, you know, Randall could be figuring it out still. You know, what is he? He's 20, 26 years old? Is he still 25 years old? 
26, 27, I think. 26, 27. So, I mean, and again. What do you think he's trying to, what do you think he's still figuring out? The mental aspect of the game? No, I think he's trying to figure out how it's going to work with the guys around him. You know, last year he had everything going for him, but he was really the only one that was producing. But now RJ stepped up into that role. He's got a co-leader there, maybe even somebody that's going to edge him out a little bit because we see that RJ actually, hey, not only can RJ score, but he can facilitate too. He's got other things he can do. So, you know, let him come into his own. He's only 21 years old. We don't know what he's going to be. And again, like we were saying at the beginning of the show, if that's going to take some pressure off Randall, I don't think necessarily that Randall's going to fall off a cliff and, you know. But it's not I, just the production this year with Randall. It's the it's the it's attitude. The attitude. <laughs> it's the lack of it, effort it, at times. It's the... The lack of effort it's we, to, we he's seen a different a person. The of season. Like, he's more of an asshole this season. And he was, like, very likable and rootable last year. I think because when things are going well for him, he's he's good. Like, he's right. happy. He's positive. Nice. The Knicks are winning. I mean, that's I think that's natural, right? Yeah. This year, when when things are tough and we're losing and everything's not going his way and he's not hitting all his shots like he was last year, you saw like that bad side come out of him. And it's not, yeah. it's not a good thing. Right. And remember, we can't forget, I mean, not having pe- people in the stands last year, it had to have had some kind of an impact. Like, you know, if he had a bad game last year, which he didn't really have too many of them, there's nobody there to boo him or to like, obviously this year it's completely different. You know, I mean, he has a bad game and people are on him immediately. And he's had so many bad games that people constantly have been on him. It, it had to have had some kind of effect. It had to have. Okay, voicemail number two. Wait, I got to keep going. There's still a no, minute and 30 seconds left No, I'm saying, yeah, here. part, part oh, right, two sorry. of Adam. I thought, oh, okay, part two. Sorry. How about me? How dare you? Uh, I'll take that as a, as a hint and uh, go on to the next subject. It's been like a month and a half since you guys told a good shit story. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you one. I'm going to bless you guys with a good shit story. Um, maybe 10 years ago with my girlfriend, uh, 15 years ago, maybe, uh, in uh, Staples, I think it was. And I got to go. It's getting uh, to crunch time. Um, and, uh, you know, we're online, but it's a pay for whatever we bought. And, uh, tell my girlfriend, I, I got to go. This is a, an emergency. You know, bad shit's going to happen, literally, figuratively. Uh, so I, I run to the bathroom. I, I get into the stall. Uh, like any good American, I take, you know, uh, the there's three stalls. I take, you know, the one. I, you don't go in the middle, of course. So I, I'm sitting down, uh, taking care of business. And all of a sudden, somebody comes in and sits right next to me. I mean, in the middle stall. There's another stall that's open. I'm thinking, uh, who the fuck does this? Who doesn't give a buffer? So uh, finally, you know, I hear that person get out, whatever. I step out of the stall. There's a girl washing her hands. And we look at each other. And she says, you're in the girl's bathroom. <laughs> and I ran out. Oh and we'll never speak of this again. Except for everybody <laughs> I didn't think that's how it was going to end. I didn't think it was going there. Wow. <laughs> you know what's good about shit stories? Everyone can relate to a good Jeez. shit story. Is that true? It's Let me ask you a question, human... Barry. That yeah. that what happened to Adam of being in a store and ha- feeling like you're going to shit in your pants, you feel running into a bathroom. Does that happen to everybody? I think we've all probably oh, I've had a shit situation in, like that. I've shit in plenty of retail stores. No, I've, I've shit all over the place. <laughs> I'm saying... <laughs> 
Does it happen where you literally feel like you were going to shit in your pants and you have to go running into a bathroom? I think everybody's probably had that at one point in their life. At one point or... All right, I'm going to just be honest here. I've had that a lot in my life. (laughs) You also have a lot of stomach issues. You're not a a regular person. I was getting all excited thinking everyone has this happen to them all the time. No, that I think there's just no No? way. No, I I don't think that. Hmm. And, you know, this is coming from somebody who also has stomach issues. No, there's no way. And he's not allowed into any staples anymore. It's a shame. (laughs) Banned. Banned for life. That's pretty bad. I wonder, he, see, he didn't go into any detail about, like, what his shit was like, though. Was this, like, loud? Was it, like, is it the kind of thing where, like, he had multiple levels of embarrassment? You know, is it just, I'm in the ladies' room, so I'm embarrassed? Or is it, I'm in the ladies' room, and I was, you know, like, sending out just horrible noises, and it turns out that I was sitting next to a, to a woman? You I mean, know? You, know, you know that kind of shit is, he went running in, he didn't even know which bathroom he ran in. <laughs> Closed the door, pulled his pants down, and that shit came flying out like he splattered the toilet, <laughs> the seat, his back. It's oh, one of those God. shits, Jay. Do not go in there. Woo! You know, like when I go to the bathroom at work, I, I, I'm really shy. I don't like mm. farting and making noises if someone else is in there, so oh, I'll wait till that. they leave. Yeah. But when you have to go that bad, you don't give a fuck. You just... Is what it is. Just happy you made it. We're back. The shit stories are back. Blandy. Yeah. Play the Can next I share one. a quick one? Really? Uh, quick? No, we can't. We can't do like oh, six minutes of shit stories, Jay. Can you save it for another time? There's not. It's not much. There's not much to it. It's really. No, I really don't. Save it for the end of the show. All right. I'll save, save it for it. the right, end I'll of the show. The Here we go. Voicemail number two. Okay. 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 So let me clarify. All right. When I said. Jay, you got to do the news in Dr. Dickey's voice. That was that. That meant, Jay, you do the voice. In no way, shape, or form am I asking Dr. Dickey to do the news. That's great. <laughs> I knew that. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks to Dr. Thank Dickey. You. He's got his little segments. He has a little intro. That's what's up. Props to him. But I want Jay to do the news. My news. My Nick's news in Dr. Dickey's voice, because it sounds fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and I laughed. That's why I said that. There's not even much to it. Take well, Brandon, it's not fucking up to you, all right? That's data. <laughs> it's actually not up to you. So we'll see what happens with that. Okay, guys, let's let's play some Ralph calls from this week. I'm going to, we all know. This is probably a good what, week for him. It's been an interesting stretch here because- there was some West Coast, you know, we've been on the West Coast. We've all been tired. You're going to hear it in Ralph's voice. He's going to be struggling. You're going to hear it all. That's what makes this one a little interesting. I was struggling all week, dude, in and out of games at times, waking up, having missed an entire quarter and then having to rewind <laughs> in the middle of the night. It was a fucking struggle. Even when we were killing teams, it was a struggle. You're going to hear it in Ralph's voice. Check this out. There we go. This is Ralph. Just before the Knicks and Suns game, I wanted to let you all know that uh, my mother-in-law and I get along great. We watch TV, play board games together. We have a good time. Sorry for you guys. And by games, I mean board games. Finally, McBride getting some time. Woohoo! 
Well, it's halftime. We're down a little bit. I'm uh, getting awful sleepy, though, so who knows how long I'll last. We're down by three. Julius Randle being a hothead, but we're up by ten. Julius Randle's ejected. Damn it. Damn, 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 damn. Six fucking lost, and they can blame it on Julius Randle for getting ejected. Damn. Damn. Ralph and Janie here for the Knicks and Clippers. Knicks by three after one. Uh, we're both kind of sleepy. 19-point <laughs> lead at the half. I think we have a chance on this one. I guess we'll stay up a little later. Into the third. Knicks hanging on by three. Jamie's out for the count. I'm maybe next. Ralph's hanging on. <laughs> well, Knicks with a 30-point lead in the fourth. Tiz finally does right and lets the young guns play. McBride's doing great. Quickly's doing great. Cam Reddish, the young center. Everything's looking good. I'm going to probably go ahead and call it a night. We got this one. Bye. Next versus Kings. Let's go next. Halftime, we're down by 15 to Sacramento. Knicks take the lead in the third. Another Knicks blowout win. Have a good night. Knicks versus Mavericks. All pumped up. You guys sure we don't want to re-sign Mitch Roth? He looks pretty good to me. Knicks 31, Mavericks 17. After one. Woohoo! Next up by 25 and Robinson making free throws. My goodness, what's the world come to? Knicks win! <laughs> All right, Knicks versus Grizzlies. It's a dog fight. Ruff, ruff. Hey, hey, hey. Knicks have a 13 point lead yeah. in the third. <laughs> Knicks lose. Close game. Have anything to say, Davey? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what a what an exhausting fucking week thank you ralph thanks for hanging in there right like yeah he i, I don't think he would have done it if it wasn't for this show maybe i'm wrong but i mean yeah, he, waited until they were up by, he waited until they were up by 30 before deciding to go to bed jeez and what what did that mean and i mean board games I don't know, because he well, even said board games the first time. He said, yeah. yeah. But he also knows that we we can be somewhat questionable. So maybe he thought that we might get the wrong idea and make a joke about it. I don't know. What kind of games? He said, yeah, he did say board games twice, whatever. He just wanted to make sure everybody knew what he was talking about. All right. Well, y'all hear that music. It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. And an opponent tonight, Dr. Dickie, who has challenged Blandy for this week's news segment. It is brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, who is changing the crumb cake game. Hit that sexy music, Blandy. Because I'll tell you what, Dr. Dickie can never take this away from you. Well, okay, well, that's, that's good to know. Is that reassuring? It's, it's somewhat reassuring. Do you know, before you even get started, you know, uh, what's his name? Fuck. <laughs> David Futternick on yes. Twitter. Okay. He was posting this shit about how good the Entenmann's cheese-filled crumb cake is. <laughs> uh, Just because the Entenmann's guy died? 
So who's the, is that why? You no, pro- somebody posted something like rate these eight Entenmann's products like from best to worst. And he said something like, eight, you mean nine, including this one. At first, I thought he meant that that would be number nine, like the worst one. You know, and you posted that that's trash. And then you yeah. got into a little thing. Got into a little thing. He basically called Clarkson and Crumb Cakes. He, he compared them to Little Debbie's. Well, that's... All right, I so mean, Blandy, I want you to fucking tell him why he needs to fuck a crumb cake right now. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Uh, y'all, can, y'all can't see oh, it, but we got man. a special guest watching in tonight. And just nothing when I talked like, about that, uh, nothing uh, like he, having a baby pop up on yeah. the screen as oh, Craig man. starts saying something super offensive. <laughs> super offensive. Holy <laughs> perfect the face timing! You made, the face that we all made when we saw. The baby. Yeah, cover, cover, cover that, that baby's <laughs> eyes. Oh my god! Earmuffs, oh, earmuffs. Oh, earmuffs. That's what's going on. All right, Blandy. Well, right. do your dirtiest crumb cake ad right now in front of the baby. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we are almost uh, halfway through March, and if you remember from the last couple of weeks, the March cake of the month is the Brooklyn Danny Boy Crumb Cake. This crumb cake, as I told you last week, is filled with some of the a man's most favorite things. It's got cream. <laughs> it's got beer. It's got chocolate. Plump crumbs, Irish cream for a slight kick. Oh, Danny boy. Oh, Danny boy. This cake will just melt in your mouth. Well, from holiday gift boxes to the world famous Crumpkins, they even have a Crumb Cake of the Month subscription you get for three, six, or 12 months. Go to ClarksonAvCrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNEXLIFE for 23% off your order. All right, Barry, do you have a coin on you? I have a coin on me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, flip that coin. Wait, what are we doing? Jay, you call it heads or call it heads or tails. All right, I'll call it in the air. So, Barry, I want to see you flip it. Heads. Heads. It's heads. All right, so you're going. You want to go first or second, Blandy? Um, I'm going to let Dicky go first. I'm going to let Doctor Dicky go first. All right, Dicky, see what I got to do. Dicky, by the way, called in in his own new segment. It was six minutes fucking long. So oh, geez, I have cut it down to 90 seconds. He's going to get 90 seconds of news. It's a little unfair because I cut it down for him. Blandy's going to have to do 90 seconds live. And then Barry, are, Barry and I are going to pick a winner. Oh, All right, Blandy, play Dicky's news segment. Here we go. What up, Knicks fans? It's your boy, Dr. Dickey, and we're here with the news. This is what happened in the last week. Devin Booker, back from a four-game absence. Lou Dort, out for the rest of the motherfucking season. That's tough. Sabonis suspended for one game after making contact with an official. Ooh, naughty boy, naughty boy. Can't be doing that. 76ers, favored to win the East. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> also, they signed DeAndre Jordan. Kyrie Irving dropped 50 fucking points. 50. 50! Julius Randle, the day before, had a career high in points of 46 against the dog shit Kings. Tatum, the day before that, March 6th. Tatum dropped 54 points. The day before that, March 5th, LeBron dropped 56 points. We got Popovich out here, tying Don Nelson in fucking wins. 
This is insane. Porzingis. Oh my god, do I miss this motherfucker. He was my favorite player ever. Shit. <sighs> he leads the Wizards past the Pacers in his debut. Kyrie at it again. Antagonizing the Celtics. Come on, man. You gotta stop that shit. He said the Celtics fans are like their scorned girlfriend. Oh, Lord. That's gonna wrap it up for this week's news with Dr. Dickie. Get you right back to Craig and the boys. It's pretty good. Dickie with some energy there, Blandy. Now, I got a question, Craig. In all yeah. fairness, um, you put the music in on his background? <laughs> I did, yes. You did. All right, so... That puts Blandy at a little disadvantage. You should give some type of background music to Blanderson. It doesn't have to be the same thing, but that kind of gives it a little extra flavor. Like, he brought it. He definitely brought it to the new segment. I think he did it great. But the music definitely added a little bit of element, and I feel like Blandy's well, at a disadvantage. Well, listen, he doesn't get it. Because, well, but Blandy can also play drops live. He's got to bounce the ball. He's got the music right, coming so, in and out. All right, so leave it, so leave listen, it to Blanderson. It's your choice, Blandy. Blandy, you and wanna... you can respond to shit that... He can't respond live to anything you say here. So the you're only also thing I'm going to say, second. The only yeah. thing I'm going to say beforehand is there was just a lot of like, this guy scored this many points, this guy scored this many You know, I don't really know if that's what the news Listen, is for. But, I will, in defense know, gonna, of Dr. Dickey, he had a lot, I had to make some very tough decisions. He had six <laughs> minutes of news, man. Can you imagine six if I did the minutes. news for six minutes? You'd, you'd, you'd be ready oh, yeah, let to me, kill me. As, as, as much as I enjoyed that news segment, but like, good job. I, I would not have wanted to listen to six minutes of it. That's for sure. How the <laughs> hell would he even get it? What is there to talk you, about? There's, tr there's, tr trust me, there's not I don't... six minutes of news. Well, he would have told you Josh, Josh Giddy had nine points <laughs> last Wednesday. No, night. he didn't go through. He, yeah, he went the whole way to the beginning of the season and gave you the top score each night. <laughs> Every single night. That was with six minutes. All right, y'all hear that music, Blandy. Let's hear the, the pro here, the newsman himself, <clears throat> Anderson. Cooper, you got 90 <clears throat> seconds, Blandy. Do you have a clock so I could see the 90 seconds or what? It's gone. So, no, just go. All right, so we start off tonight with Greg Popovich and the Spurs winning their game against the Jazz and Popovich taking the lead from Don Nelson and becoming the career win leader in NBA history. His 1,336th career win. It's pretty crazy, though, that uh, Don Nelson has the most wins in NBA history before this, because when you think about the two, like Greg Popovich is, you know, Don Nelson is not Greg Greg Popovich. I mean, he was an innovator, but no, sorry. Um, we move on to some uh, some point totals, but not in-game, like, regular point totals, because that's, <laughs> I mean, that gets, that gets tired. Uh, Kevin Durant this week became the 23rd player in NBA history to reach the 25,000-point club. Uh, he said it should be 30,000, though. Steph Curry also became the 49th player to reach the 20,000-point club club. Uh, they will not obviously be stopping anytime soon, so those numbers will only get higher. Uh, ben Simmons is getting ready to file a formal grievance against the Sixers in order to recoup the almost $20 million that he lost so far this year in fines. Oh, and that, that ladies music and gentlemen, is playing you out right now. Is the way the basketball bounces. Wow, alright. So that was the... It was tight. I just tried to give some energy. 
I had to cut this stuff good, out man. to, I mean, you to know, get in the 90 seconds. It's got more of a traditional newsman and Blandy. And, and I felt bad. Got, I wanted like, to... I wanted to ask some follow-up questions to stuff that you usually get to do, but I didn't want to cut into your 90 seconds. Oh, yeah, ask them now. Go for it now. So the, the KD, KD had a comment that it should have been 30,000? By yeah. now, because of like, by now, he should have scored 30,000 yeah. points in his career, he thinks. Oh, he should have done even better. Okay. Yeah. What, if he wasn't injured all the, if he didn't get all these yeah, major injuries? Yeah, I would assume because of the injury stuff, that's that's what he meant. Yeah. All right, uh, Barry, should we, who do you like? Should we, should we even do like that? This, Craig. We don't need I don't to do like that. This, Craig. Let's not do it. Listen, bravo to two very different takes on the news. All right, we'll do it again next week. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, next week we're going to introduce our new, our, our new little wrinkle. Oh yes, the wheel. <laughs> we will be spinning a wheel. If anybody wants to call in, leave some voicemails. Give us some. Give us some languages or accents. Well, languages. Yeah, well, I accents thought we were doing that two, you want Blandy right? to do, you do want the accents and emotions? Two separate ones? We're going to do two separate wheels. One's filled with accents and one is situations, things like that. Yep. And in addition to accents, impersonations too, right? Impersonations, accents, oh. yeah. Famous celebrity voices, celebrity yeah. voices. Absolutely. Uh, I wasn't aware of that, but okay. All right. Yeah. Guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow Blandy at Blandy Hooper. And you can call us. 516-33-MESH-1. Remember, wherever you watch or listen to the show, give us some positive ratings and reviews. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your babies. What's up to Australia, by the way? I think we've we've got half of Australia watching the show today in one living room. <laughs> <laughs> we came on, and one of our great, 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 great listeners is listening to the show with his whole family on the couch. <laughs> yes, that was cool. It's definitely the most people that we've had tune in yes, live that here. Is, that, that, all on correct. one, all on one screen, actually, which was fun. My goodness. Yeah. Hopefully I think that I saw baby's Paul Hogan language. There too. Was Paul Hogan there? Paul Hogan? Yeah, I think it's I saw him on the couch Dundee. somewhere. Gosh. Yeah, that's not a knife. So insulting. Oh, is that who Paul Hogan is? That is fucking <laughs> yeah, insulting. Blandy, cr- shut the. F- how could you do that? How could you say such a thing? What other Australians do you know? Bindi Irwin? Maybe it was Bindi Irwin there. No? Who's no. Bindi Irwin? See, like, Who's that? You did see he's got a tall beer can. Are you going to ask him if it's a Foster's? Australian for beer. No, Foster's is shit. Oh, that's okay. a J- Asian Japanese Asahi. Oh. Foster's is like Natty Light. It's not like they don't drink that crap there. <laughs> <laughs> is that like Natty Light? It's not like Bud Light there. It's like shit. I don't even think it's 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 crap. All right, uh, Blandy, now's your chance. If if people are listening by now, they're in, they can listen to one of your shit oh, stories. Yes. So you want to get? Yeah, no, it's not. It's not like a. It's not. It's more of a bathroom story. Uh, just, um, well, two things. First of all, I can't tell you what it's like getting to work every day now and knowing that that bathroom that I told you about, you know, a couple weeks ago, knowing that it's mine, it's like a weight lifted off my shoulder. That I don't is that guy rush. still alive? Oh, yeah. He's actually doing well. He's doing oh, well. That's good. Yeah, which is great. Which is great. I got my bathroom, though. That's what's more important. Um, but I walked into the men's room the other day, uh, to, to pee, actually, and, uh, and somebody was in the stall going to the bathroom, taking a crap. 
and they had all of like these books and stuff with them which was sitting on the floor in the stall with them which right off the bat I was like that's just fucking disgusting like what kind of books like school I, books they had like folders and like stuff for school I guess it was, a, oh, it was all an adult stuff. Yeah, but they it was couldn't on get rid the... of that. There's nowhere they to took put it that in, in the, the actual. Yeah, they took it in the actual stall with them. Well, yeah, this bathroom there wasn't a room like in front of it, like the other one. This is a more traditional like bathroom, so it was in the stall with them. So I was like, that's fucking disgusting. So I go and I'm, I'm taking a piss at the at the urinal, and I was like, I gotta see who this animal is. Like, I can't wait to see who it is. And so you hear them finishing up, and the toilet flushes and all that kind of stuff, and there's white tile in front of me so I could see the reflection in the back, and I'm like, all right, here comes the person. They're going to wash their hands. I'll see who it is. And they just walk right out the door without washing their hands. Oh, that's even nastier. And here I was like, wow, that person's an animal, and now I was like, that person is, they're beyond animal. I mean, But you couldn't see them? No. How's that possible? Not the way. It's because of the way the bathroom is set up. It's, no, the, like the urinal and the sink is on one side, and then the you know the stalls is somewhere else. And you didn't want to blatantly. Uh, no, I wasn't. Look. So I was standing there just looking at the you know in the in the tile to see who it was. And does that have to be? Is that another teacher or that could be a kid? No, that, this is a faculty member. A so a faculty member is is doing that. It's yeah, taking a crap and not washing their hands during COVID, which is bad enough just in general, but. Yeah, yeah. So I made sure I used about ten different paper towels to open that door and and walk out when I when I left. I was not using my hand on that. Part of you doesn't think that it's more dangerous to wash your hands during COVID because you're touching like the sink and the oh. handles. That's a weird take. You never. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, you hear about washing your hands. What, what about when you pee? You during COVID, you automatically wash your hands. Well, I just always wash my hands. During COVID, I didn't when I was peeing. Oh well, that's okay. Well, because what are you touching? Why? What do you? What do you need to wash your hands for? You, you're gonna get your hands dirtier by touching the sink. You're touching your penis. What do you mean? Not necessarily. You can get it out without touching it. How do you get it out without touching it? Pull your you pants, like wiggle pull it your out. Pull your pants all the way down. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> well, you it's worth it if you don't have to wash your hands. So you just don't wash your hands after. So you drop your pants completely. Yes. So you're bare no, ass at the urinal. You drop the front completely, and like half of your ass, I would say, is, is, <laughs> is open. Is that we- that's weird? I and mean, there's no one else on this call who feels that way. <laughs> is that just me? <laughs> Look at their faces. That's great. That's classic. Australia knows. They do it. Oh, man. That's... Until next time, it is a hard... Nick's... Life. It's a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.